Thanks for listening to the Swearing In Podcast, where you'll hear the origin stories of those who chose to serve. So ground your gear, take a seat, and listen up. The Swearing In Podcast starts right now. Welcome. I am Marty Smith, and this is the Swearing In Podcast. My guest today is Army Brigadier General retired Chris Petty. He attended Heritage High School in Littleton, Colorado, and graduated in 1983. He earned an appointment to the United States Military Academy, and in 1986, he attended and successfully completed Ranger School. He graduated West Point in 1987 and received a commission as a second lieutenant in aviation. He attended officer basic course at Fort Rucker, Alabama, and in 1988, he was assigned to the National Training Center at Fort Irwin, California. General Petty left active duty in 1991 and joined the Colorado Army National Guard. So that concludes your pre-brief. Now, let's get on with the interview. Uh, my guest today is Brigadier General Retired, Chris Petty. Sir, thanks for joining the podcast and uh, thanks for uh, giving me your time and your story. It's a pleasure to be with you, Marty. Uh, sir, where did you grow up? My father was an Army officer, so when he got off active duty, he went to grad school in Illinois, so I followed I, I was born in Germany Oh, really? as an Army brat, but I only spent a few years there. And then he went to Illinois for graduate school. So we moved there. I don't have a lot of memories. That was pretty small. And then he got out of the Army and became an engineer at uh, Owens, Illinois, his old firm. Still around. They do different stuff now. In Ohio. So I grew up kind of as a child in Ohio. But yeah, my father always had a dream to move to Colorado. We used to come in a van out to Colorado on vacations every year. For like 10 days in the summer, it was awesome. As oh, a, yeah. As a kid, could you imagine your 10-year-old self going, we're going to the mountains, we're going to go backpacking and camping. That's right. Above Aspen, when Aspen was a small town. You know, when you could afford school. to go skiing. Yeah. yeah, it was so much fun. And that actually made real impressions on all of us kids. But So I interviewed for jobs out in Colorado, and I moved to Colorado when I was 13 years old. What did your, uh, what did your father do in the Army? He was an engineer, combat engineer. Uh, West Point graduate. So, uh, but the interesting thing is, this is this is 1962. So he's teaching <clears throat> nuclear demolitions in Obramergau, Germany. Wow. Yeah, the NATO had a class in Obramergau. I think it was NATO ran it. Yeah, it was a NATO school, and it was literally how do we blow up bridges with nuclear weapons? That's where we were in 1962. Right. So that's the school. That's where he taught. Well, I remember I remember reading about um, the Northern Line, what mm-hmm. the idea was. Mm-hmm. I think this was in the 50s, that we would send bombers, uh, and they would launch basically nukes at the incoming nukes huh. that were coming over the poles. That was one of the plans. And I was like, sorry, Canada, but <laughs> yeah. I guess. So... 
yeah, we didn't really have a, a big idea of what we were doing. Yeah, um, it was an interesting time. But you came out, so you basically, did you go to school out here in Colorado? I did. Went to Heritage High School, a local Heritage. school oh, in yeah. Littleton, Colorado. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, it was great. Great school. Really enjoyed it. What was your plan after high school? Uh, I By the time I was a, I guess, rising junior, I guess they, saw, they say now. Rising junior, I was pretty committed. I was going. Oh, okay. I was All going right. to West Point. Yeah. I mean, I did things to make sure that my packet was going to be competitive to get into West Point. Like sports. Hey, Dad, I need to volunteer yeah. to be an usher yeah, at that's church. Right. That's right. Yeah, of course, yeah. sports. Sport. Yeah. I was always big into sports. So, so yeah. I mean, I was recruited to play football. And, oh yeah. Yeah. So that always helps uh-huh. a little bit. But uh, yeah, I was going to West Point. And you have to start. Uh, that's a year and a half, two years out. At yeah. least a year. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, you got to get the congressman or senator congressional no- nomination. Oh, con- congressman. Any yeah. congressman, so okay. senator or congress, any okay. member of Congress, they have a certain set aside number that can be at the academy at any yeah. one time. That's competitive. Yeah, so you have to do the interviews for that, and then of course the the admissions office, pretty pretty steep qualifications, ACT, you know, SAT right. scores. Right, right, right. So yeah, it was it was it's a journey. You got to want it. When did you find out you got in? Uh, I, I got admitted early. So it was like December of my senior oh, year you of did. high school. Wow. Yeah. Which was really cool because yeah. it took some of the pressure off Yeah, and, you know, through a nice party that, you know, for my classmates at Did Harry's. your parents know before you? No, no. They sent me the letter and. Oh, we, they, they didn't yeah. open it? No, wow. we opened it together. And okay. Yeah. It was nice. They sent a nice certificate and everything. It was pretty cool. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It was exciting for, a, you know, for a young 18, I guess I was 18. I might've been 17, <laughs> but that's exciting. That's a life changing yeah. letter. Absolutely. You know, you Absolutely. know, you're going to go to West Point, you know, it's one of the greatest schools in the country and you are going to be an army officer. That's a life changing letter. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. And some, it's, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Like, oh, do I really want all that? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. But I was convinced. I mean, yeah. I just, I knew. So it was just. 100% greatness of right. getting this letter. So you graduate what year? 87. 1987. When did you first go out to West Point then? Uh, I went, well, I, I went on a football recruiting trip first. Oh, so really? They was, wanted you to play for the team? Yeah, they did. So they they brought me out there to meet with the coach, coaches, see the team, get stars in my eyes, you know, with the... <laughs> The studs on the field and practice and the facilities and all that stuff. Typical college sure. football recruiting kind of thing. West Point does it just like everyone else. And uh, it was awesome. I was sold. Of course, I was yeah. sold anyway. Football was just a, a leg up for me. What'd you Something play? exciting. I was a tailback, a running back. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was wonderful. So I went I went to West Point as a in the second half of my junior year or the very first part of my senior year as a football recruit. Oh, okay. So, so I met them. Yeah. They chaperoned me around, showed me a few things, and then I flew home. I mean, it wasn't a big So was, it, was all that trip, did they just keep saying, well, this is pending, you get in? Uh, Yeah. I mean, yeah. they don't bring people who don't get in to play No, football. no, it's all pending. It's yeah. all contingent on yeah. you being accepted by the admissions office. Yeah. But they want you to, you know, commit. They, so that's the nicest they're ever going to be to you. Yeah. It's during nicest, that time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You actually think you're pretty special till you get there. <laughs> Describe that to me. What? How was your arrival at West Point? Okay. So, you know, it's called our day for reception day. And okay. it's famous in West Point lore for, you know, a couple hundred years. Our day is when the plebes officially 
and the plebes or freshmen yeah. officially enter the academy as new cadets. You're not even a cadet yet. Oh. You're a new cadet. Oh. You're, okay. you're below the rank of cadet, and they make sure you know it. And it is just the most stressful, uh, discombobulating time of your life because really? you think, you know, think about this, Marty. All these, all these new plebes, these these new cadets, are coming knowing this is going to be stressful, knowing that Beast Barracks, as it's called, the summer program is called right. Beast Barracks, yeah. which is kind of like a basic training combined with a, you know, West Point thing and all this, but but it's really demanding stuff, and so. You get there, you know it's going to be tough. You literally get off the buses and you're starting to get hazed and yelled at oh, and yeah. just belittled and not, you know, not like cussed at. It's all professional. Right. You know it's supposed to be stressful and the upperclassmen are creating stress. Right. So you know there's a purpose to it and all that, but it is stressful. And uh, I mean, you are forgetting. Is that all things, run by the upperclassmen? All run by the oh, upperclassmen. Yeah, yeah, there's sure. always real army officers in the background. Yeah, you know, there has to be right, but it's all run by the corps cadets. The sure. whole thing, squad leaders oh, report here, do this. So here, sign this out. Here's your equipment. Go here, and it's like a uniform drill. You're changing uniforms. You're doing all this. You're right. walking around with right. bags on your back from one issue point to the next issue point. You can't be late because you you're, have no chance to succeed. Oh, no chance <laughs> to succeed. So it's really stressful. Yeah, and of course you're in the. You're in the June hot sun of upstate oh, New York. God, yeah. So you're it's humid, it, you're sweating, right. it's just miserable. But it's very memorable. Very memorable. You the the one thing that every every class from you know 1802 on, probably at West Point, <laughs> will tell you is, you know, report to the man in the red sash. At the cadet. It's okay. that report to the cadet in the red sash. Because obviously some of them are females now. Um, and it's your first time you report. And you salute, of course, your salute's got to be terrible because you're brand new. You don't even know how to do a real good salute. And it's like, your only four responses are, yes, sir, no, sir, no excuse, sir, and sir, I do not understand. It's the only four things you're allowed to say. Like, I would say, at least for that day, but pretty much for your entire plebe year. Right, right. (laughs) I mean, not quite, but that day, that's all you can say. Okay. If you say anything else, you are going to get laid into in a big way. Sure. And it's just really stressful. And it even even today it's pretty stressful. Do you have one indelible story from that uh, from that time? I mean you have a many of them. Yeah, sure. I have many. I don't have one. Okay. You know, everybody has their report to the, you know, the red Matt cadet in the red sash story, which was really just what I told you, which is yeah. It's yeah. stressful and you, <laughs> you can't do anything right. You feel like you're just fumbling and you're an idiot. Um, but but what I was gonna get what I was gonna say is imagine all these brand new freshmen that were in the top of their class. That's were, interesting. Yeah, they were the top five yeah. percent of their classes in all the high schools throughout the country. They were athletes. They were team right. captains. They right. were they were the best of the best in these high schools yeah. across America. And now you are the lowest <laughs> of the crazy. low. And it's kind of I'll be honest with crazy. you, it's kind of hard. Yeah. You know, you're used to being big man on campus. Oh, that's true. For a couple of years in high school, you were, you know, the varsity football guy. You had the girls, you know, right. life was good. Now you are scum of the earth. I can see. It's uh, hard. If you don't take that humility yeah. lesson. Yeah. And you get angry at it. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, uh, that's probably going to doom it's, you. It I is a imagine. dose of humility that we all need. You know, I, and yeah, you, sure. I needed it. Right. We all needed it. Right. 
They break you down. You know, again, I would say professionally, because I understand the logic of it all. They break you down. Yeah. So you're not, you're not above anybody else. You're not better than anyone else. Right. You're part of a team. Right. And then you have to build that team and, and move on. How long um, be after our day mm-hmm. did like your classes start? Uh, Were you there like a week or a month? Well, there's, there's always some classes like distributed in with your field training. Oh, of you, course. you know this, yeah, sure. but so, but that's not your question. Beast Barracks lasts for roughly two months, Oh, roughly okay. two months. And it's all PT field training, basic soldier stuff. Yeah. You know, how do you march? How do you move in a, in the woods as a squad, as a team? Oh, wow. How do you shoot? That's soon. Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. All huh. It's all happening within two months. Yeah. You're yeah. qualifying on your weapon. You're, you know, you're learning basic soldier skills. Lots of basic skills. Wow. First aid. I had no you know, idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like a really compressed basic yeah. training. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's great. But you are you are busy from, you know, 6 o'clock, in the, well, 5.30 in the morning till, you know, 10 at night. You're busy. No talking in the chow hall, no. stuff like that? No. If you're you talking, are, you're not eating? Yeah, you're a scum <laughs> of the earth. You, are, you have no privileges. Wow. Really? No rights and no privileges. Yeah, you can't. Wow. You you have to walk a certain way. You have to eat a certain way. Yeah. It's very regimented for, again, for a good reason. But it's frustrating. One of the things that amazed me getting, kind of going to the uh, end of the army, mm-hmm. uh, in the airborne, was this. Everybody from all over the country is jammed together. Mm-hmm. And so all your little mores and habits and stuff, they're all different. Yeah. And uh, the way people talk, the way people yeah. be with each other. Uh, and you can you've put that in the spinner on beast week or beast month or yeah Jeez. and you're it's, all and you're all trying to uh, succeed right and it's always a competition everything's always competition. a competition right your rank in the class right, your right. how you do in the obviously physical training yeah. and it's all everything's being evaluated i mean it's not it's not like it matters if you're number one or number 20 necessarily, but it's always a competition. You know, you know, that your mind can kill yeah, you. That yeah. Way. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's fantastic though, merging all those individuals and yeah, from those broad backgrounds. And that's why even in the modern era of, you know, everyone's complaining about diversity, equity, inclusion, and what it's doing to the military. The fact is the military is so great, has always been so always great been. about right. throwing right. all this diversity together and just making one team. That's what people don't realize. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's the military's been so great about that. I agree. I agree. It's what you're talking about. What? Uh, I mean, I, I, you got so many highlights. You're so busy in that four years. Right? Yeah. So um, busy. You went to jump school. Yeah. In the summer of so, your. So cadets get to do summer programs. Right. Um, and I mean, the most I ever had off in the summer as a college student, just so you know, Marty, is two weeks. Oh, My longest college vacation wow. in the summer was two weeks. The rest of it was I'm at West Point doing training because yeah. you have to do training programs in the summer. You have to run the cadre of oh, the training yeah. programs for the underclassmen. Oh, geez. Or you're out in the army doing a school. Right. So right. that's your summer as a college kid. Do you have something between your... Um, Junior and senior year, like an yes. assessment thing? Yes. There's a, there is a, and this actually is new since I've been there, but there's a program they instituted back in like 2012 or somewhere around there. And it's, it's almost like a mini ranger school. 
and oh, you have wow. to pass it to graduate. So it's pretty challenging. Jeez. It's patrols. Yeah. You know, you know the basic formula yeah, of yeah. ranger school. And speaking of ranger school, I went to airborne school after my plebe year, freshman year. But I got to compete for a slot to ranger school. No kidding. In my junior year to go between my junior and senior year. Wow. There was only 10 of us that got selected and about 110 applied. So wow. you can imagine of all these West Pointers, they finally opened up a ranger school slot again because they stopped it for like 12 years because no West Pointers were going to fail. And they were starting to fail out of ranger school, which sure. of course, you know, ranger school, that's pretty typical, right? But not West Pointers. So it was like, we're done. We're not doing ranger school. Yeah. So one of the 06s that taught in, uh, you know, one of the departments was a big HUA infantry ranger guy. And he oh, yeah. brought it back. Huh. So the competition to go was demanding, the most demanding physical competition I've oh, ever I had. Yeah. yeah. To prepare to go to ranger school. Yeah. And of course, I went to ranger school as a cadet with 10 of us. Nine of us graduated. The only one that didn't got physically injured. Yeah, you got hurt. Yeah. So it was 100% success for That's West great. Point. That's great. Yeah. And, and you was, guys probably actually prepared more yeah, totally. than guys from the line units yeah, who are totally. going to go out there. I mean, right? there's some units that like the... Like the Ranger Battalions have a really good pre-Ranger training. Oh, sure. The 82nd Airborne has a really nice pre-Ranger training program. But nobody nobody was topping the West Point pre-Ranger training. Well, yeah. I mean, because yeah. you got a lot. You got more on the line, yeah, actually. that's right. It was the reputation. You of got the, the school's reputation. Yeah, exactly. And it was on 10 guys' shoulders. Did you go as all 10 as a, as a squad going through Ranger School? Or were you... No, they... they filtered far, in? Yeah, they just starburst us as soon as we got there. Did you find any... I mean, I know you take all rank off and yeah, all that stuff, yeah. right? Um, but people had to know you're a cadet. Yeah, they did. But it wasn't so much that you were a West Point cadet. You were just a cadet. Was there any animosity that you felt? I did Other than normal I didn't. Stuff. I didn't because, okay. you know, Ranger School... Because, They're all trying to graduate. Yeah, because right? of that, what you said, there's no rank, you yeah. know, per se, in yeah. Ranger School... You don't wear your rank. It's all, you're just part of the team, part of the squad. Did you go, did they still do the peer out? The I think it was yep. two times from yep. what I heard. Yep. Right? Yep. So. But, but the difficult part was just the patrols. I mean, they're, it's really? hard. Well, you're tired. Yeah, you're tired. You're hungry. Everyone's frustrated. Yeah. You've been moving for four days, five days. You got to eat maybe once a day if you're lucky. Oh, and you just, you just wear out. Yeah. Your patience wears out. <laughs> And sometimes, you know, you feel for the guy who just happens to get selected as the patrol leader. Yeah. Because morale's at an all-time low. <laughs> everybody's sure. Everybody's like sure. dead. And he gets the, the evaluation. You know, oh, okay, we're going to move another five kilometers oh, at great. night. And we're going to hit that object, that ambush yeah. on this road. And, you know, you just feel for the guy. And sometimes that guy's you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like, right. Okay, guys, let's go. <laughs> it's, one, it's, it's interesting. It's so... Mentally stressful, but it's such a great lesson. Yeah. You know, because you never know when it's going to come tomorrow. It's humbling. Again, uh, right. lessons in humility. I think yeah. old soldiers are, are the most humble people in the in the universe because sure. of these things we've just talked about. Yeah, I agree. They're all lessons in humility. Right. Yeah. I had a good friend. Um, his name was Ed Wallace. He went to, he was my, he was my year group, 89, 90, I think. He, he was telling us about going to ranger school. I think mm -hmm. he went right after he graduated from West Point. Yeah. Uh, or somewhere close yeah. to that. And uh, he said, you get so tired. He remembers a, a guy 
at a tree trying to put coins yeah. in because he thought it was a vending machine. Doesn't surprise me at all. Because you're you so do, awake for so long. Yeah, you do actually start to hallucinate. Wow. Hallucinate. Yeah. Wow. I remember it too. I fell asleep once on a, you know, you get up to a road junction. You know this, but your listeners don't. You get up to a road and there's a specific procedure for yeah. a dismounted sure. unit to cross a road, depending on the size of the unit. In this case, you know, you're a platoon. So you send out your security on both right. sides of the road. Right. And then you cross with a small security team for the, to the other side of the road and post your security on either end yeah. of the road, right? To give early warning and some level of security. And then the patrol is passing through. Well, I was one of these guys on the on the near side, road, you know, security, right or left, I don't remember. And you're the last to go across. Yeah, I'm the last to go across. And I fell asleep. I mean, just in that span it, it, of time. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, it's two o'clock in the morning or whatever. You've been moving for two days. You haven't really slept. Maybe two hours, maybe right. two hours the right. night before. And so you just, I just laid down and literally, as soon as I put, was in the prone position <laughs> with my, you know, M16 at the time, you're, I'm just gone. I'm out. <laughs> right. So the whole patrol moves on out. It's again, it's pitch oh, they black. Count. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden I wake up in what feels like, you know, to me, the spaz, you know, young cadet i'm like oh my god how long have i been asleep oh there's nobody right. here nobody is it's all quiet i'm alone in the woods right? right right so it's scary as hell you know i think i've been left behind i'm like i'm gonna get screwed i'm gonna fail yeah. ranger school yeah turns out they were looking for me they sent oh, someone back they figured it out but to me it felt like i'd lost yeah, two sure. hours right i was right. asleep for like five minutes you know five minutes and passed. All that, but uh, but in my mind, got accomplished. Yeah, yeah, so you know that was my little hallucination. Oh, like I can I'm gonna sleep it. for five yeah, hours. I can feel it. It's like yeah. two, three minutes. You know, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just weird. Wow, to stand up there and get tabbed. How was how was it getting tabbed? Was one of the one of the proudest things I've done. Wow. You know, because you yeah. earned that one. Yeah, you earned that one. Yeah, there's no no. I mean, you can limp your way through airborne school, but you can't. Yeah, you can't through uh, you can't. ranger school. Yeah, right? you 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 were in that one. I'm I'm really I'm always proud of that one. Um, they didn't let your ranger roll your hat, did they? Uh, when you got back to school? No, no, <laughs> no. no. But I wore a ranger tab as a cadet, which you know, by the time you're a senior, you wear a ranger tab as a cadet. That's uh, that's, that's badass. That's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I felt good about that too. Um, uh, and you played football this whole time? No, I played as a freshman. Okay. I was uh. You know, when I got to Division One football, and yes, West Point's Division One college football. Yeah. You know, I thought I could do it. I really wanted to be a great football player. I well, loved, Heritage was a big school. Yeah, it was a big time. school. Right. Yeah, we did well. It was fun. It yeah. was a great program. And so I thought I was competitive. And obviously, the coaches thought I was competitive. But, I, you know, I played JV stuff my freshman year. Sure. And uh, I tell you, as a, as a full-time cadet student, getting back to my barracks room, you know, at 5 o'clock at night, seeing stars, you know, cause I got oh, my yeah. bell rang yeah. all day long. Cause I'm a, I'm a running back. So I'm now the practice squad for the all, first team starting oh, linebackers. Yeah. You know, I'm just getting my bell rung. Bing, reps, ding, reps. ding, yeah. ding. So by the time I'm back in my barracks, I'm trying to study now. Yeah. And then remember, this is every night for most of the year, not just football <laughs> season. You know, I'm just thinking to myself, okay, I'm not sure this is going to work. I'm not sure. I'm going to go to this next level. I mean, I got invited back to play my sophomore year. That's I good. made the, I made the cut, Yeah. but I went back, I went to the coach and it was uh, Jim Young at the time who really made a name for himself. Good, good uh, college coach. And I said, Hey coach, I, you know, I just got something to tell you. I'm, 
I, I just, I don't think I'm going to be your starting tailback. It was yeah. a, you know, it was an eye formation. So it was tailback stuff. And he goes, no, Chris, I understand. You know, you've given, you've given us, you know, more than we asked for. You're a yeah. hardworking guy. I appreciate what you've done. He was so graceful about it. And, uh, you know, and then I went and played rugby for my next three years. Oh, did you? <laughs> which was physically demanding, but not the same. It was club, not right? Not the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you think if you'd have stayed in football that you could have made it through ranger school that... Would you have have had enough time to train? Extra I don't think so. I don't think Ranger so. School? No, you're. That's a great point. I wouldn't have done it. I couldn't have done it because football took so much yeah. of your time. Yep. And and I'll tell you frankly, those all of my weekends for my junior year, first half of my, I think it was first half of my junior year. Don't quote me exactly. They were all taken. Oh yeah. They were all yeah. I mean, I'm I'm ruck marching, running, oh, running with my That's right. forty pound rucksack right. up and down the hills of West Point. Sure, in those army black boots, <laughs> you know, which really I can trace to some of my spine bones <laughs> now, actually. Yeah. But you know, at the time it didn't matter. But I was committed. Yeah, I mean, every weekend was pre ranger training, basically. And I think you probably had to do that to get yeah. to pass it. Yeah, you know, to make I mean, the cut. God, had to do it to make the cut. Oh, that's right. Just yeah. to be one of those to ten. compete. Just to compete, Golly. yeah, it was a tough time, but but I was young. I you know I was young. I was strong. Well, yeah. You know, you know, yeah. You know the feeling when you're 20 years old. Yeah, true. I know it's weird. We look back at that time now. It's like <laughs> that's a lot of time. Like, Ooh, I couldn't do that now. <laughs> no way. Hurts my knees just thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how'd your commissioning go? Fantastic. I uh, my father was there. Oh, he was yeah. a grad, you yeah. know, and I've I, seen it once. And a good man. And I was just so proud. He, uh, you know, he commissioned me, ah, did, you know, the first salutes and all that stuff. It was just wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful tradition. Who was your first salute to? Uh, I should remember that, but I don't. There was just so much going on that day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you're going for <laughs> so, one, yeah. you're happy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and there's, you make, make sure you go here, make sure you go there. Yeah. And it might have been a random guy because, you know, one of the... <laughs> Because one one of the things, and I don't mean that disparagingly, but one of the traditions is whoever you salute first. Silver dollar. Yeah, you give them a silver right. dollar. So a lot of people are running around trying to get silver dollars. Oh, so they're So just... it might have been a random guy that I had to salute. Oh, no kidding. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. he's an NCO or an enlisted soldier or whatnot. <laughs> he's making money. I have to salute him, right? Yeah. That's the, that's the uh, protocol. Oh, so it's probably that, actually. You know there's some clever E7s oh, yeah. out there. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> But it was a great day. There's so much going on. You got visitors, you got family, you got right. friends, you have parties. And so, so some of it's a blur, quite honestly. What'd you get branched as? Uh, this is, the, this is an interesting story because of Ranger school. Strange twist, oh, yeah, twist of fate. Yeah. Because of Ranger they school. They want some payback for that Ranger school. Well, they did. <laughs> so I went aviation. Oh yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Much to the chagrin of Tex Turner, who was the guy that brought Ranger school. How does West, West Point work? Because, uh, I know, uh, ROTC, yeah. After West Point was assessed, yeah. Then ROTC would get yeah. assessed. Okay. That's why we had our big long list. Okay. Um, did you guys have a list to yeah. make? Yeah. There's uh, it's all competitive, obviously. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. there's only certain amounts of quotas for each branch. Yeah, of course. Whether it's right. infantry, armor, aviation, cyber. Now, cyber has yeah, a branch. Cyber. All this stuff. And so, if you want your top selection, you have to be top of the yeah. order merit list. Now they've changed it a little now. In my day, it was strictly class rank. Like oh, okay. I was, I graduated like roughly, and I, I really don't know exactly, so I'm going to swag it. I graduated like 145 out of 
thousand. A thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty good. So I could get anything I wanted. Yeah. You know, and I knew that was important. So, you know, I worked for it. So I got aviation. I, I wanted wow. aviation. I got aviation. Um, That's awesome. The, the funny thing about the, tying it to Ranger School is my, my story is I remember it vividly too because, you know, again, I'm 20 years old, yeah. roughly. I'm in Ranger School. You know, I'm feeling pretty worn down, pretty beat up. It's tough. It's grueling. I mean, I, I figured I was going to graduate. I wasn't like totally worried about graduating, but I'm thinking to myself, man, these Army captains that are around here kind of helping run things with the NCOs. They look like they're 60 years old. They're, they look old. I mean, tough, grizzled guys. Yeah, but they're captains. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not sure I want to do this. What I've just been doing for eight weeks, right. nine weeks, I'm not sure I want to do this for a career. Because that's what I was thinking. I'm going to be in a Ranger Battalion. It's funny. We thought the same thing. Yeah. Because uh, I, we talked to guys who were trying to go. Um, and I said, you know, maybe at that time, maybe I had a chance to try to get yeah. through. Uh, but not to do the job yeah after that yeah you know because all everything i was preparing for is like that's how they warm up you know that yeah. it's that kind of thing i was like Ugh. and i really thought going into that. it like i was going to be the next you know infantry general you know sure. i mean i'm I'm obviously not think i'm going to be a general as a cadet you should have your head examined if you are but but my point was i was going to be a hard charging yeah you got Schwarzkopf officer, out there look how, look how good he looked yeah you know? right i mean airborne ranger before right. i even graduate from west right. point so i'm right. i'm going hard but in Ranger School itself, I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I really don't want to do, I don't know that my body can do this for 20 plus years. Sure. It's a young man's game. That's yeah. For sure. And mean, meantime, we're getting picked up at some of these missions by these cool Blackhawks. They come in and, you know, oh. they swoop us up. We've been walking all night long right. to go as far as these guys take us in like five minutes. And I'm thinking, <laughs> and these pilots smell like soap. <laughs> which is cool and they look like they're pretty well fed so oh, i'm thinking yeah i'm gonna be an aviator that's actually how it happened god that is awesome i'm not though. kidding it was yeah, in but, ranger school it's like these guys smell like so this is cool <laughs> yeah it's a lot um, of work to move 10 kilometers at night when the helicopters can take you in like sure. three minutes yeah besides less. being the i i i wanted to be a tanker because i was like how how Badass could that be? Yeah. But then you're like, you're a target of everything on the oh, battlefield. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't have the eyes to be an aviator. A friend uh, of mine became an aviator. And I was like, that's got to be the coolest job. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. So when are you off to Fort Rucker? So I'm off to Fort Rucker. I, so graduation week activities, graduation ceremony. Then and this I, was. This uh, is May. This is literally May 27th of 1987. Like that's graduation day. Okay. I'll always remember that date, Whoa. of course. So then we actually got, th I think I got three weeks off, which was huge. <laughs> three weeks off. You know, you're shipping your, your foot lockers to Fort Rucker. Right. You're, you're doing all this stuff because you got to go to your uh, basic officer course, whatever sure. branch. Mine was clearly going to be at Fort Rucker. Um, and uh, you get to go home for three weeks. Visit with your family. Pack up the stuff you need from home. Yeah, because you know you're so basically it's three leaving. weeks of no scheduled stuff. Yeah, it's three weeks but you're of still really. Doing yeah, but you're also reconnecting with your old buddies yeah. and kind of like saying goodbye to your family because you're really going out in the army. This yeah. is like okay, I'm done with school if you want to call it that. I'm going out in the now army. Now you got the yeah. army. Now yeah. it's a real life. Yeah. So, so I'm at Fort Rucker in the summer and I'm going through the aviation officer basic course. 
I forget how long that lasted, a couple of months. And then you're going into flight school right okay. away. And then there's there's breaks in flight school based on what aircraft you decide to fly and all that stuff. And flight school ends up being, I mean, it's a year long yeah. after uh, OBC, your basic course. Now it's like, in some cases, like two years long because there's wait times that have built up. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm glad that wasn't me. but wow. But it was about a year. Flight school was about a year long. When did you decide on the, what do they call it? The airframe? The, the, yeah, the airframe. Um, I I don't remember exactly. Come what on, Ranger. That, I know you weren't picking the Chinook. No, right? no. But I tell you what, now that I have flown the Chinook, I, like I have literally flown the Chinook in Iraq, it's awesome. I, really? I might have reconsidered if I knew what I, if no I knew kidding. then what I know now. Yeah, okay. it's an amazing machine. And really surprisingly sporty. Really? You wouldn't think so. But with all that power, you it's two big it's, engines. Yeah, it's there. amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Chinook. But but anyway, I, I wanted to fly. At the time, it was Hueys. Yeah. Remember, I'm an old guy like you. Yeah. At the time, it was Hueys. Blackhawks were just coming off the production line. Like they really? weren't even in the. Huh. They I weren't even in the hundred first yeah. at this point. You yeah. know. So we're. Uh, that was a utility track. So in flight school, and I forget exactly when, it, it, and it's changed over the years too. So. You you branch utility, attack or scout. This is oh, okay. back in my day. Yeah. And so if you're scouts, you go into the old OH fifty eight. Yeah. If you're utility, you go into Huey. And if you're attack, you go into the Cobra. It was the Cobra. The Cobra. Still, yeah, that's right. yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, now obviously that's changed now, and yeah. they've merged some of that stuff oh, together. But yeah. uh, but I wanted to be a utility guy, and primarily because even though the the Apaches now and most of these guys knew they were going to convert to Apaches because oh, Apaches sure. were like the Blackhawk. They were coming on into the force. Uh-huh. So everyone knew, okay, I'm going to fly Cobras, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to be an Apache pilot. My point is that would be cool. That would be kind of glamorous and cool. Uh, you know, going to the range and blowing stuff up. But if you're going to be an army aviator every day, every day yeah. of the week, I want to do all kinds of missions. That's right. You have one mission. In yeah, you have Cobra. one mission. You're going to the range yeah. and back and the range and back. I wanted to do everything. Huh. I wanted to do air assault, you know, the most complicated aviation mission there is. Air assault operations yeah. is the bedrock of, of utility. But yet, you know, if the commander in chief comes to visit, he could get on the back of your helicopter and you can go fly him That's around and... You know, it's just amazing. Everything you can do. Resupply yeah, medevac, missions. Medevac. Right, everything. Right. It just opened up so many possibilities. Huh. And so much very, you know, search and rescue, everything. Sure. So I've, I've loved it. It was great. It was a great decision. Yeah. When did you, uh, you got trained on the the Iroquois, right? The yeah. Huey. Yeah, the Huey. Yeah. Um, when did you get in your first Blackhawk? Not until I was, oh, let me fast forward the story. Oh, so, sorry. No, no, because that, it answers your question. So I was active duty after flight school. I went to Fort Irwin, California. You know it. You know Fort Irwin. NTC. Yep, the NTC. Now let me get, let me get this straight, yeah. sir. You graduated West Point in '87. Yes. Okay. I okay. misunderstood you. I thought you graduated high school. In no, no. West Point in '87. So now I'm back online. Okay. okay. West Point in '87, and then I went to flight school. So I'm done with flight school in '88, uh, late '88. Okay. Because it was about a year and a half, you know, from graduation. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I'm. So I'm leaving Fort Rucker. So like an idiot, I finished pretty high in my class in a flight school too, just because, you know, I, I think these things matter. So yeah. I applied myself and uh, I got to choose whatever I wanted to go, my first assignment. And you know what I chose as a dumb 
dumb, uh, uninformed young second lieutenant. NTC? I, no, I chose California. Oh. <laughs> I chose California. I'm not exactly sure how that was a choice on my form because it wasn't always by bases. Like, okay. I was thinking Fort Ord. You remember Fort oh, Ord? Oh, Fort Ord. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. They, obviously, they they took it offline. In, yeah. During uh, Brack. Yeah, during Brack. And so it's been gone for a long time. But when I had my choice, I was thinking, that's awesome. Sure, up there by Monterey. Yeah, Damn Fort Ord. So I just, uh, I just said California like an idiot. I had no idea when I got my, wow. my be- thing back when I was getting ready to graduate. Yeah. It said Fort Irwin, California. I'm like, oh. oh my God, where is that? And I looked on a map, you know, because, you know, I'm brand new to the Army. I don't yeah. know exactly where Fort, Ir- Fort Irwin is. And I looked at it in Barstow, and I'm like, oh, oh man, it's God, 20 miles north right. of Barstow in the middle of nothing. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> Total unforced error. Sure. Totally unforced error. I always picture I always picture these moments and I want to I, I want to flash to the assignments and I'm like, ah, look what this guy it's did. Like, ah, sucker. I worked so hard for this. It, actually, you know, like most things in life, Marty, it was a blessing in disguise. Again, you're going to fly probably yep, more I than I flew anywhere. more as a lieutenant than most people will fly for the first 3 years of their yeah. lives. And Were you flying up for? Or yeah, I flew op for oh, my, yeah. my my main mission was utility. So I yeah, I mean I was doing the GS stuff, the general sports stuff, but we were starting to do air assaults for the Blue Force. Oh wow! At, at, I mean, big operations. Yeah, that's pretty so, cool. Because there was no well, there was JRTC, but it wasn't in its right. current iteration. That's right. right. It was very different back yeah, then. Yeah. Uh, but NTC was where it was at, and so we did. Not only was I flying all the VIPs around and battlefield and circulation stuff, which was cool because you could see everything yeah. and learn everything. Yeah. But we did these massive air assaults where, I mean, I even wrote articles for Aviation Magazine because it was so, it was such a new concept at NTC. It was such a big thing yeah. for Blue Force, you know, the good guys to really use air assaults at the NTC. Sure. You know, this is way before it was common stuff. And uh, so it was really exciting. But the main thing is here's a young pilot who comes out of flight school and flies his ass off 50 hours a month of flight time. Wow. That's unheard of. I mean, nobody does that now. Nobody does. Pilots are lucky if they get 10 hours a month. Sure. I'm flying 50 hours a month every month for like two years. Yeah. So believe me as a young guy and you're exploring your craft and your technical and tactical expertise that paid dividends when I was a more senior officer as an aviator. Yeah. Because I, I really had the foundation Brown out landings every day, you know, goggles, night vision goggles in the desert every day, every night. So it made me a really better aviation leader. So you're assigned to NTC in 88? 88. 88. Um, Are you there when the Gulf War kicked? So here's where I transitioned to uh, the reserves because the, okay, so if some of your listeners will remember, and you definitely remember the peace dividend, you know, it's like 1990. So I've, I've only been at NTC for a couple of years, yeah, you know, just, yeah. just flying and doing my thing. And all of a sudden these milper messages, the per, purse com sends out the messages uh, of, Hey, we're downsizing. Yeah. The cold war's over. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you went to West point, ROTC, blah, blah, blah. If you, as long as you do eight years in the reserves, total time, you can get out. We won't even hold you to your service obligation from West Point. Here's VSI. We'll pay you. Yeah. So out. yeah, but I didn't do any of that. I just said, hey, my friends started calling me. Hey, Chris, are you going to get out? I mean, this yeah. they're, they're shrinking the army by like half. 
at first I wasn't, but then I started having children. I mean, I started having kids with my wife. Makes we a got, difference. We met and we got married at, at, uh, while I was at Fort Irwin and, uh, she was a teacher at Victorville. Oh, down, wow. Down the street. No kidding. Yeah. It worked out fantastic. Did you go to the diner out there? Did you yeah, take her did. out? I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Found a stray dog there. And Is it actually, Lucy's diner? I can't remember. Uh, Cause when we would railhead. No, it wasn't. Lu- the wasn't team who had to railhead at Barstow yeah, would yeah. go and eat at that diner. No, it was so. like, uh. I can't remember what the name of that diner yeah, was. Yeah. But it wasn't Lucy's. But yeah, it was a classic yeah. 50s diner. Yeah, it was good. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um. So, but the story is, because the Cold War was over, Desert Storm wasn't even in the picture. I no. Mean, it wasn't. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have got out. But at the time, it was like, hey, this looks like it's going to be boring. You know, I mean, I'm a I'm a warrior. I, I signed up to once in my life, you know, I want to go to the game. I sure. want to get, put me in coach, right? Now there's no game, you know, not right. perpetual practice on the field forever. Yeah. So that wasn't interesting to me. Yeah. So I actually got out. Uh, I had to join the reserves. I came to Denver. So you changed your. Oh, you got out. I got out. Oh, so you went from. I got early out. You changed. Did you have to change your regular army commission to a reserve commission, or was that do? No, I mean it was like an automatic thing. When you say I'm, I'm leaving the active duty service. I. But you didn't resign your commission. No. Yeah. Well, I I don't know if you officially resign your commission. I don't know exactly how that works. I did. Okay. That was a mistake. Okay. You did. Then I must not have. Yeah. Clearly, I must not have. Yeah, so, right. so I was automatically placed in the IRR, which oh yeah, sure. which for your listeners means sure. you don't really have to do anything. You're just on the rolls. You are. You don't earn retirement points. You don't get paid a dime, but you're still available but to you be, can called. be called. Back. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, we we brought some IRR soldiers with us when we went to Iraq, which I don't know if we'll get there, but anyway. Um, so so this was a major transition for me. I got I got out of the army. I started a business in Colorado. Oh, no kidding. I started my growing my family, building roots right right here in Parker, yeah. actually. And uh, I didn't look back. But here, but here's what happened. Yeah. I started missing it. And then I knew that there was that guard unit at Buckley. Oh, yeah. There's an aviation battalion That's right. out there. Yeah. So I'm seeing these Hueys and now some Blackhawks flying. And there, there wasn't Chinooks at the time. It was still, a, it was still Cobras. OH-58s, yeah. Hueys, and then they were bringing in some Blackhawks. And I'm like, you know what? Why not? I like aviation. I really enjoyed the Army. I'll be a guardsman. I will <laughs> I will join the Guard and build that camaraderie again and be part of that team. So I did. I don't want to, before we go forward, yeah. I don't want to lose that decision. You said it was yeah. a huge decision, but you just talked me through mm-hmm. um, Ranger School, mm-hmm. uh, all the things you had to go through to graduate, Yeah, your year-long aviation mm-hmm. Competing all along the way. Mm-hmm. And you had two years out uh, out in the line? No. Three well, years? if you, I mean, it was like three and a half years okay. of active duty service after graduation. Right. Yeah. And then it wasn't all of a sudden, four years. I mean, but the uh, DA helped a lot. Oh, yeah. Right? They're like, hey, you can get out. Yeah. We need yeah. you to get out. And frankly, they wanted to shrink the army by half. But my, the decision making for me was, this is going to probably get boring. Sure. That's really what it came down and to. And you're weighing your family. Yeah. And you're weighing yep. your children. Yep. Because um, I wanted to be a warrior. But you got to, yeah, you want to. Totally. But you can't quite figure out where the Army's going. Right. This will be another topic. I'd love to talk yeah. with you on other uh, other Hell issues. Oh, yeah. But, we, we could go on um, many tangents. Because this is where, maybe if you had a mentor who step, stepped in and said, look, I've been through a couple of these. Yeah. Maybe you don't want to get out at this point. Yeah, Maybe. You know, Maybe. sometimes that word of advice that I never got. Yeah. 
um, that most, I think, don't get. It's a good point. Unfortunately. But we point. can talk about that later. It's a great point. Um, but, it, but it is what it is, and it's where I am today because of it. So I'm really happy with it. So you went to the guard. I went to the guard, right. Colorado. Of course, National they're going to take a qualified pilot. Right? Yeah, yep. but they, who knows? Yeah, sometimes they're full. Sometimes they're full. Yeah, yeah, that's a very true statement. Yep. So it was a, uh, it was interesting though because it would talk about a culture shift. This was this was the old guard. What this year was, was the, what, we, what year did this you get was in the guard? this was ninety uh, ninety one? Okay. I probably it might have even been ninety two. Yeah, it was probably ninety two. By the time I did the one year IRR, so you were out during. I was out. Desert storm? I remember getting in my car no after kidding. a hard day at the office, turning on the radio, and I heard the same broadcast yeah, you did. Yeah. The bombs are flying above right. Baghdad, and, you know, it's like, holy crap. That was really an interesting... I still that, remember that, that. Was, that must have been was, interesting was, to think about. Right? It was really interesting. You know, it's like, you know, such mixed feelings. It's like, okay, my brothers are going to war. A lot yeah. of my classmates are going to war, and I'm missing it. Yeah. Which is a bummer. And yet, you know, I've, by this time I've got two kids, maybe three kids. Oh, yeah. And so... And it's a I've, tough one. Yeah, it's a tough one. So I'm, you know, part of you is glad you're but missing still, the shooting. there's that whole piece you've been prepping for. Absolutely. That was my point of my whole direction in life, to be in a warrior since I was a 17-year-old right. guy. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Mixed feelings. But nevertheless, it was happening. I missed it. But it turns out, as, you know, little little providence here... Fort Irwin didn't deploy anyway. They were the schoolhouse. You were so I go. wouldn't have gone. I wouldn't have gone right. anyway. Right. Which eased the blow. A yeah. Little, softened the blow a little bit for me. I was in Fifth ID at Fort Polk. Mm-hmm. Painted all our vehicles, getting ready to go. Had to train up our National Guard Roundup mm-hmm. Brigade before they let us yep. go. Hundred hour war. Yep. Stand down. You're not going. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We were one of two stateside divisions that didn't go. Right. Right. And then for the next. Several years, you know, don't you got oh, your combat yeah, patch? Right, combat yeah. patch. I was like, oh, right, patch. right. <laughs> yes, I fully understand. So it was that. tough, but I know the riff because we went through it in 96, 97, 98. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember getting an email that said, if you don't get selected for in residence CGSC, your chances for promotion are zero. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah zero. I, zero. I, don't, I don't think I'm at the top of the class, but, uh, yeah. you know, they didn't make it. They made it very clear, you know. Isn't it weird how things work out, though? Yeah. I mean, it just works out. It's never a straight line. It's never a straight line. Never. So you're in the guard. How did you... So I'm now in the guard. But you're just one... I'm a traditional guard. You you started telling me this was the old guard. Yeah. Okay, so first This is like the first blood movie guard, right? Yes, this is... uh, This is... I mean, they're... Okay, so let me back up a little bit. So I'm a traditional guardsman. I I am the one weekend a month... Two weeks in the summer for annual training, right. which is usually a big field problem, and uh, not a lot more. Although aviators have to fly extra flight training periods because you got to stay proficient. You got to meet the requirements. Yeah, we have the same flight hours as active duty, so we have to oh, actually. Wow, do yeah, they really? Absolutely the same. Jeez. So we have to come in. You know, I'm coming in after work, long day at the office. I come in to fly goggles, you know, until yeah. ten ten thirty at night. So it does wear on you a little bit. Yeah. But anyway, it's good. It's all volunteer. You know, I'm 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 happy I did it. Anyway, so first lieutenant by this time? N- not quite. Well, yeah, I'm a first lieutenant now, and I get yeah. sent up to the unit. It's actually an assault company oh. of old Hueys. This is the old MTO, the old huh, table yeah. of allowances. Fifteen Hueys in my little company that I take charge of up there. I started as the XO, but the commander moved on quickly. 
And so I became the commander of this flight company as a first lieutenant, soon to be a cap, soon to be a captain. All right. All right. But it was 15 UEs, which nowadays you took, you talk to an aviation like company commander, you'd go 15 UEs, man, that's four times what I got in my company. I mean, it was just big MTOs. We had our own motor pool, our own mess section, our own uh, flight operations, everything. They were self-contained companies. That's so they could pick you up. Yeah, the and, whole and thing could support aviation yeah, operations. Right. It's just not done that way anymore. No. Everything's in the battalion. And yeah, everything's in the battalion, actually, not the brigade. Uh, except for the big maintenance is in the brigade. Of course. Anyway, of so course. My, my point of this story was, so there was a culture clash. So I'm the I'm the young, idealistic West Pointer coming oh, in, aviator. Yeah. Coming in some hard, oh. after some hard school of knocks at Fort Irwin. Sure. You know, where every day's a war, yep. except Christmas. And uh now I'm in the I'm in the old guard, which is a lot of great Vietnam pilots, and I yeah. mean really good pilots. Right. I trust my family in the back of those helicopters at night in bad weather. Yeah. Um but they didn't understand how to run like real collective training programs. Like how do you build They never needed to. They never needed to. Yeah. And they weren't interested in. So there was a little bit of head butting with this young, it's like a script from a movie, right? Right. The young right. West Pointer comes in sure. to kind of turn things around. Yeah. <laughs> but it all, it it wasn't the drama the movie would promise. It was great. No, but, they, there, but they there's slowly uh, turned did around. You, did you go inward and say, hey, look, I can't come at these guys no, uh, I'm not hardcore. Yeah, I'm not right? an idiot. But yeah. but still, you got to learn a little finesse. You do. Right? You got to learn a you little do. people skills. You do. You know you. Uh, but when you go through those experiences, like I, I think I successfully navigated this experience as a young, brand new captain or senior first lieutenant, right there at the transition, and it builds you. It builds you to be sure. the officer you are. I mean, of course, I'm not going to walk in there with my hands on my hips yeah. like the dorky lieutenant out of the movies. You right. know, that's not right. my style. No, it doesn't work. Yeah. But I have credibility. I'm a pretty good aviator. You know, I've got a lot of flying in, yeah. under my belt. I know what right looks like. I know how it's supposed to be done. Sure. I just got to get these guys to see that vision. And they all understand what right is. You got to get them to come along with Yeah, you, you got to get them to come. You got to yeah. get that buy-in. You identify your senior warrants, warrants who are the informal yeah. leaders anyway. You know the drill. Yeah. I mean, you finesse this thing. I and mean, you do it right. And by... And, you know, within six months, that unit was was humming. No kidding. And these old Vietnam guys were coming up to me, still some of the proudest time of my life, saying, Chris, or, you know, Lieutenant, or, uh, or what if they used some Vietnamese term, <laughs> as a sign of respect, actually. Uh, and I, I, it escapes me, unfortunately. Um, shoot. Anyway. You were in an FNG, were you? No, saying? no, no. No, it was actually a term of endearment for, oh, okay. for a Vietnamese officer. And, oh. and I really wish I could remember it because it would add to the story. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But that's some of my nicest memories of things like that where all these old warrant officers that were resistant in the beginning. Yeah. All of a sudden, six, nine months, a year later, they're like, Lieutenant, you are Cap- Captain Petty. You, you have really turned this unit around. I'm really proud to be in this oh. unit and you've made me feel more like a warrior now than, oh. than when I was even in Vietnam. And, you know, the guys all know what right is. Of course. They, they all know what right is, right. but it takes the leader to build, you know, to fight the entropy, sure. the natural yeah. entropy of the universe in every organization and build that back up to a real training program. 
real challenging stuff. Right. Because everyone knows what they're supposed to do. So anyway. Of course. Anyway, that was my culture. That class. is like a movie ending. Yeah, it was like a movie ending. And we didn't kill anybody. Because, you know, <laughs> you're doing you're doing aerosols with Hueys at, you know, 11,000 feet in the snow, yeah. white yeah. out. I mean, it's like, I look back at some of this stuff and I'm thinking, oh my God. I'm so glad we didn't crash helicopters up there, you know, oh, in the yeah. mountains, because it would yeah. have been so easy to do. But, you know, you're always, you always look at things differently when you're in it, when you're younger. Yeah. You know, we did risk management. We weren't stupid, but, man, we were hanging it out there, single engine Hueys in the mountains, flying 12,000 feet. I mean, man. I'd love to get your 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 take on, um, oh, name escapes me. What's the uh, infamous... Uh, Operation in Afghanistan where the Chinooks were way too high. I mean, they were so high, right? Didn't they shoot one of them down? Oh, and I can't. I oh, you're talking about that operation. You talk about where all the seals got taken out. Well, that there's night. that one. Okay, but then there was. An, I thought there was another one, but uh, but, but yeah, that, that one too. I mean, they were so high. Yeah, they, they couldn't get help to them. I know. Oh, so you're talking about something different than I'm thinking of. Uh, I don't remember. You're talking about some LZ way up in the yeah in the Hindu Kush kind of thing. I think so. Yeah, it was early on in the war. Yeah, too, yeah. I think I, I think I know what you're talking but about. But just that you know that we don't think about that. Right. The altitudes affect. Right. Altitude our, affects helicopters, yeah. especially helicopters, because you know to maximize a helicopter they on a battlefield, right? yeah. you're loading it down. Whether it's troops or ammunition oh, or supplies, yeah. you're loading that thing. Yeah. And when you load that thing, you're going to high altitudes, you lose a lot of lift capability, like, you know, geometrically. It, and oh, it sneaks yeah. up on you fast. Really? Yeah. It's dangerous. Well, Which is why Colorado, by the way, short aside, Colorado runs a high altitude training program for aviators throughout the world. Special well, operations okay. guys. It's all run by the Colorado Guard because they're the best damn pilots in the mountains. Smart. Makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so our guys really do know how to fly in the mountains and it's paid huge dividends. Yeah. Um, my friend TJ Karklins, who went to I know aviation him. school. I you, know him. You know TJ Karklins? Yeah. Okay. yeah. We were he in was, ROTC together. He was in the Colorado Guard for a while. Oh, he was? Yeah, he was. No kidding. Yeah. It's a, it's a unique name. Yeah, he, it's right. I know it's the same guy. He would tell me, uh, hardest thing to do in aviation is to hover. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's where I first heard that from was yeah. from TJ. Yeah, he was up in Eagle for a while too. Oh wow! You tell him, you tell him about me, and he'll he'll uh, he'll he'll remember. We were All right. like we didn't serve together much, but there was a tiny overlap. Well, there's not that so we many know each other. Community. Yeah, but I was more senior. Yeah, sure. so like like when he was a captain, I think I was becoming a lieutenant colonel, and you know we oh, just okay. didn't we just didn't. Mix in the units. That's all. That's huh. all I mean. It's interesting. Yeah. He knows, but I know I know him. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen him for no I twenty haven't years. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, TJ. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, can we do it? Can we do a part two to this? Because there's so much more I want to hear. Because I haven't heard any. Of yeah, you haven't even heard their war stories yet. Um, yes. Yeah, but, let's do part two. Because we're at 55 minutes yeah. now, so I can run it. Yeah. Part one and that, two. Let's do part two. That um, sounds good. But let's find a good spot here. Um, okay. How? Good spot to how, end it. Did your guard? Did you go back into the regular army? Well, only only through Title Ten mobilizations. So, you know, technically it's active duty. Yeah. But I'm still coming in as a guardsman. Do you know that distinction? I do. Yeah, okay. I do. Your listeners maybe be confused, but it's who it's, pays the check. Yeah, it's who pays the check. <laughs> really? So you know, I, to keep it really easy, I, I like to say, I started on active duty. I was a reservist for a year. 
I was in the guard as a traditional guardsman for seven years. Oh, okay. Then I got hired as a full-time guardsman, AGR. Oh, all right. So I was a full-time oh. guardsman for years. Yeah. Then I got pulled into the active duty force, Title Ten, as a general officer, which we we'll talk about. Yeah, that's fascinating. We'll talk about later. Yeah. Seven so I, years in the guard. So I started on active duty. I ended on active duty, and I got okay. everything in between. Kind of a oh neat, yeah, we got so much kind of more a neat to go career through. actually. I don't That's know that really change cool. a thing. It's, it was awesome. On behalf of General Petty, I'd like to thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please leave a like and a comment and share the podcast with someone else. And as always, make sure to download the next episode for more service origin stories. So until next time, attention! Fallout!